Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to How Preschool Teachers Do It. This is Allison Kentos. I am an early childhood educator. And this is Cindy Tarabush. I am an early childhood consultant. This podcast is for parents and early childhood professionals. Let our experience and research-based knowledge become your guide. Hey, preschool peeps. Hi, peeps. Little announcement before we begin this topic, and I know from the title that you're probably thinking, no, I really want to get into the topic. Just really quick with us. Um, you know that for a number of episodes, we talked about offering patrons to our Patreons to help support this podcast. And we've realized that it's just not working the way that we thought it would for probably the sort of thing that we do, which is fine. Can't ever say we didn't try. But if you go to look for it now, you're not going to find it. Uh, we did take the page down. We thank everyone who did sign up for it. And please know that the amount of time that you were in it, it was well used and very, very much appreciated. Allison and I want to make sure to put our efforts in the places that reach the most people. So we're going to be investigating a couple of things that uh, we feel like might work better for our audience uh, and for us trying to keep this going and we will keep you posted as we make decisions um you know we want to have the least amount of potential impact on our preschool Mm -hmm. peeps no impact would be great so we're looking for like a no impact means of doing what we need to do so stick with us but just know that that you know just like we say to all of you just try it we did did and we decided no decide to use our efforts other ways like for example taking topics like this and making them part of the regular podcast so today's topic of healthy sexuality uh, is based on something that I came across a resource that I came across and uh, many memories I have of adults uh, being very very uncomfortable when children did things that could in any way be perceived that way 
And um, even what my college students still say sometimes, and we'll get into that as we go through this episode. So we looked up based on this research that I found and we dug into a little bit and we found what is common healthy sexuality behavior for children ages zero to five. So in the preschool age group, what you will find really commonly and hopefully doesn't make you feel uncomfortable is children re relating to differences in body parts. Like I have this part, this person has that part. So they're gonna be very interested in the differences in parts and that's normal. There's going to be a lot of bathroom talk, lots and lots of a bathroom lot. talk. <laughs> yeah, We've all experienced it. We've worked <laughs> in early childhood, right? Lots of bathroom talk and that's normal. And we want to mm -hmm. make sure not to shame children into thinking that is not part of their normal development to be interested in those words. There may be a lot of talk about pregnancy. They may have family who are pregnant. They have this experience maybe outside your four walls. They may see families who are part of your program or part of your circle of friends who are pregnant. So there's a lot of curiosity about that and a lot of talk about it. And uh, a lot of talk about birth. We don't want to get into, the how can I put this? The bloody <laughs> the de details. The, yes, we don't want to get details. into <laughs> we don't want to get into the details with children, but we also want them to understand things like the baby in my tummy is going to come out. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I've seen people put it in such sweet, sweet ways and books put it in such sweet ways about how, you know, the baby is here because we love each other. And, yeah. um, it, the, there are just really good books that do it better than I'm doing it right now. But I just want you all to know that all that bathroom talk, all those body part talks and the talking about birth and pregnancy, normal. Yeah. Right. When they take the dolls and they stuff things up in their clothes and say they're going to have yeah. a baby, normal. Yeah. I had boys on the playground this morning put balls in their shirts and were walking around like they were pregnant. And I was like, oh, good for you. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, like I just let them yeah. do it. Like there's no harm in it. You know? No, they're, they're just really, really curious about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and here's, uh, there are a couple of other things that are part of normal development. Cause you may be sitting there going now, I knew all this was normal. Here's the couple of things that I think make adults really uncomfortable, but are part of the normal sexual development, sexuality development of children ages zero to five. One is self-pleasuring at home and in public. Yes. You know, once they discover that this feels nice, it's really a normal thing for them to want to do it again. Right. And I think that's human nature, right? Adults, yeah. if something feels good, they continue to do it too, right? So goodness knows. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So yeah, because I have seen teachers get very uncomfortable during nap time usually is when I've seen it occur. Yeah. They are self-pleasuring yeah. during nap time and teachers get very, very uncomfortable and tell, or tell them to stop because it's inappropriate. And I just kind of let it happen. Like, because it's just a normal thing. It's not harming anyone. It's, can't, I think it's healthy for we them just, to do it. Can we just sort of look at them like we would any child who was doing anything other than resting and say, you need to be resting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've looked at other children and say, why don't you close your eyes and try to go to sleep? 
can't we just look at them and say that? Like I would with any child. If a child was sitting there picking their toes, I'd be like, same thing. We need right? to we need to close our eyes and try and rest. Yeah. Right. So, and it it you know I think adults get super uncomfortable because it's had such a stigma in well, society. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was yeah. something that we didn't talk about for generations and generations. So I, I think um, it just makes adults really uncomfortable, and they think it's, they think it's not normal, but it really is very, very normal right. for right. children to be discovering their own body parts and what it feels like to discover those own body parts. And, yeah. um, so be it. And then the other thing that makes people really uncomfortable is showing and looking at. Uh, their private body parts, wanting to look at other people's body parts. So showing, first of all, showing, looking at their own body, wanting to show their own body, wanting to see the bodies of other people. And that's yeah. just normal curiosity for the age. I've mentioned before that I teach a course having to do with professional ethics in early childhood. And there's one scenario that my students have to talk about where um, there are children using the restroom and one child peeks in on another child all the time. And, and the second child gets very upset and says, you know, he's looking at me. Um, and he, he tried to touch the other child. And then the question for my students is, you know, ethically speaking, according to our ethics for our profession, what should you do now? And the answer is, we're going to talk to both children about respecting each other's privacy and bodies and we're going to go to the families in partnership and say here's what happened you may want to talk to your child so many of my students handed a paper that says well there must be abuse at home and so we're going to call child protective services no that's not when children are curious about their own bodies and curious about the bodies of other people that is not necessarily an indicator of sexual abuse at home no, I feel like they're noticing it usually happens around like potty training time. Right. I mean, they're yeah. they're realizing like, oh, wow, this body part does this and I have this body part. And then they notice like, wait, that person has a different body part. I wonder if their pee comes out the same way as my pee. Oh, it must not, you know, kind of thing. And like, I think it's just them learning like they just and there's no other way to really learn about that other than to sometimes just take a look, I guess, and see like, oh, wow, that yeah. is different. But I don't think they're doing it like with any malice behind it or because they've been abused at home. It's just a natural like, hey, you look different than I do. Let me take a look. You know, not that we should let the children sit there and gawk at other people's body parts, but like, I don't think there's any harm in the point of like they're being abused at home and that's why they're doing it. I don't think that's why we should jump. But I feel like a lot of times that's what people jump to. They automatically jump yeah. to the, he must be abused. This is unusual. She's she's doing unusual things. So there must be something going on at home. It, but and the thing is, it's not unusual. It is not, not unusual for children yeah. to be very curious about their own bodies, their own body functions, how their body feels, and the bodies of other people. It is not <laughs> at all unusual. Uh, and it's really about our... Uh, discomfort and fear for their safety, which, you know, I understand we I have that. a fear for yeah. their safety. And that's why I think this episode is important because we have to think yeah. about what is actually considered normal. So yeah. if you're going to talk about what is considered normal, we have to talk about what is less common. 
What is far less common? So less common and something that might indicate that that's actually an issue at home would be if the children are discussing specific sexual acts or using explicit sexual language. So if a yes. child is describing to you a sexual act, that's a giant red flag. Yes. Uh, I've had a child set up an, a sexual act or attempt to set up a sexual act in the dramatic play area. Okay. And then, yeah. So that was interesting. You know, but, um, and I never really, I mean, with proper terms being used. So I knew something was going on. It wasn't just something they glimpsed at the TV maybe one night. It was like they knew exactly what was going on, you know, and that was, yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, yeah. But I've also have had to call child protective services over things that were definitely, this is where it's like, yeah, looking at somebody's body part. Okay. And the other stuff that happens that you, that's where you, and you could tell like, this is one or two step too far. This child should not know these terms. This child should not know this act this they you know like there's curious normal curiosity and there's something else and and you can usually see that it's something else and that's when you need to say okay this is not common here what's going on right i mean with if the children are either describing or setting up specific very specific adult sexual acts Mm -hmm. that is not common that is a red flag. We are mandatory reporters. Those of us who yeah. work with and raise young children, we are mandatory reporters, which means we are mandated to report to Child Protective Services any suspicion of abuse or neglect. Right. And there are warning signs for when a child has been abused. There are physical, in addition to, they're going to talk about acts that they should not know about or try mm-hmm. to set up acts that they should not know about. Um, there, there could be... They could be attempting to have adult-like sexual conduct with their classmates. That is also a giant red flag. And then there are physical warning signs like um, unexplained bruises, redness, or bleeding from the general area, anus, or mouth. Um, mm-hmm. And I, like you, Allison, shared a situation. I once had a situation where the child not only was saying certain things, but there was physical proof. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we had to call about that. Um, if they have pain in the genitals, anus or mouth, genital sores or milky fluids in the genital area, these are all the physical signs of something has gone on with this child. And, you know, unfortunately, like Alice and I have, some of you may have had experiences where there is this evidence that, and you're standing mm-hmm. there saying, girl, you know, I'm a mandatory reporter. I have yeah. to report this and not only because I'm a mandatory reporter, but I have to tell you that when I saw what I saw, it was horrifying. Yes. And, and I feel like it's one of those things when you know, you know, when you That's, have experienced, yeah, you know, it, yeah. Right. Yeah. When you have experienced coming in contact with the things that are uncommon or the things we should not see on children, then you'll know when yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. Um, and, In the meantime, if the children are doing things that actually are common, 
you know, here's what we have to do when children engage in sexual like behaviors that actually are common. And again, those are the, where they're talking about differences in body parts. They're talking about maybe birth and pregnancy, their bathroom talk self-pleasure at home and in public, look wanting to look at everybody's body parts, wanting you to see their body parts or wanting to show their classmates. I had <laughs> lots of that when I worked in preschool. They were like, hey, yeah. you ever seen this? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so the children wanting to see each other's body parts is common, very common. And so what we have to do is a few things when this happens. If you feel yourself getting tense, you need to calm down. Mm -hmm. Please remain calm. And we're going to be kind, right? We're going to be kind yeah. about it. And we're not going to humiliate the children because we don't want from an early, very early age for children to think that their bodies are shameful, that being curious right. about their bodies are shameful, that right. being curious about other human beings is shameful. We don't want any of that. Right. We don't even want them to think that their words have so much power. You know, all sure. that bathroom talk, yeah. The more upset we get, the more powerful those words become for them. Yeah. So, you know, we want to tell them that they need to tell us whenever they're uncomfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we talk with them about these things, we can't be visibly upset. Please try to remain calm. Please no yelling at them, no belittling them, um, no snapping at them because they've done this. The number one rule is stay calm. Yeah. Right? That's it. And stay calm. And then the well, I saw a resource that said, um, you know, we have to say to them something like, I see this or I heard this, right? Yeah. Or, you know, if, you know, this is the sort of thing that you talk to your family about or, you know, that some things belong at home and some things belong at school. Um, and I need you to talk about that with your family at home. And now let's go play. Yeah. We're not going to prolong that conversation either. And above all else, the, the avoidance of shaming them is so important. I know, because that could set up a lifetime of, yes. of issues, right? And we just don't want yes. that either. Right. We really, really don't want to set that up for them. Also know you can redirect where we are masters of masters. redirection in early yeah. education. And then something like this will happen and we freeze because there's so much stigma attack attached mm -hmm. to human sexuality yeah. or there has been for so many years. You, If there's something that you feel and it should really always, in my opinion, be, be shared with the family. I think the family needs to know but the family needs to know, again, what is common, you know, this is common yeah. for this age, or something that's less common, you have to determine if you're going to report it or talk to the family. Um, but the th common things, I think that, that it's really worthwhile to educate the families on what's common, healthy sexuality um, for preschoolers, like as part of family I education sorts of things to just say, yeah. listen, these things are going to happen. From birth to five. And some people may be saying from birth, from birth. I had two yeah. babies at home, right? I've had two children. And yes, they'll do things where you think, wait a minute, that child must realize that feels good. And they're really, really young. Yeah. They're really young. Like diaper yeah. young. Yes. Diaper <laughs> young. We're talking diaper young. <laughs> yes. So that's when you find like hands in the pants and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, you know, I think that it's worthwhile to say to families, here is what is common sexual behavior. Here is what is uncommon and here's how we handle it. Yeah. And I, I think like when you like say, say a situation occurs at school and you have to have a meeting with a parent about it or just talk about it, I would go over that again because what you don't want is like you stayed calm in the classroom and then you tell mom and dad and all of a sudden they, they take their child to the car or at home and they start yelling or, or disciplining or something over something that really is just a common behavior in child. So like go over that again. Even if you've sent it home in the beginning of the school year, do it again. Just be like, Hey, you know, just want to let you know this happened. You know, this is common at this age and maybe give them a resource on top of that if you want to, because you don't want them going home and being like having the reaction that you, you so tried not to have, you know, the families get so embarrassed. Mm -hmm. You know, when you say, or I've had families also come to me and say like, Oh my gosh, I can't get them to keep it. I can't get them to keep their hands out of their pants. Like it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, are they doing this in school? And our response should be that's common behavior for children this age. Don't worry. We're not going to make them feel ashamed. We're just going to redirect them to go do something else. We're going to catch their attention doing something else. That's all. I also, you know, and yes, if like, let's say for example, their hands have been in that area. Yeah. I want them to wash their hands, but I'm also not going to freak out yelling, go wash your hands. Oh, watch it. I've seen yeah. people do this and I'm like, yeah, oh I've gosh, seen that happen we... too. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. just like if they have their hands in soil, I'm going to turn to them and say, you need to go wash your hands now. Yeah. Without flipping out. Because sometimes I feel like that flip out is, that is, is a reaction helpful. that they're like, <laughs> yeah. And then the, the, the child's like, let me do it again. So I could see her react that way. Cause she really flipped out, <laughs> you know? And so there's right? that, you know, and like, but if you just make it normal, like we do this with like, you, hey, you blew your nose, you go wash your hands. It's like nobody, yes. it should just be kind of like that. Like, don't make this huge deal about it. And if they do happen to touch something before they wash their hands, just sanitize after, you know, just go with a little bleachy wipe or whatever you got at school that you sanitize with and just go behind it, you know, and instead of really doing a, a freak out over you didn't wash your hands, you know, like. And if children are looking at each other, you know, I I think it's very worthwhile, just like we teach children all about social emotional development, or we should, like in large group gatherings when nothing's going on and we use books and we use puppets and we use dolls and we use all sorts of things to teach them appropriate social behavior. I think this should really be part of our problem solving uh, discussions with children, that everyone's entitled to privacy. And we can talk to children about like, where's a place where you don't want other people to come and look? And they themselves will say when I go to the potty and we're yep. going to say, that's right. Yeah, we that's don't, right. we're going to let people go to the potty. Um, a grownups we keep in preschools. We keep that where grownups can see, right. Some yes. places have half doors by their yeah. toilets. Other places, if you're using a bathroom with stalls uh, where they have to keep the stall unlocked. So yeah. we tell them that only people you trust can go. And that leads me to the fact that this is part one yeah. of a two parter, <laughs> And what we're going to do in the next episode is talk about what are the things that we are going to purposefully teach young children um, to help them with this sort of thing. How do we teach the children to help themselves uh, with encountering these sort of situations? And, um, you know, what what are the things we should be teaching them? That is part two. So we hope that you will... Uh, next week, really tune in early for part two to get the 
the rest of the information about this, but that you leave this episode knowing what is common, what is less common, and the fact that over and above all else, we have to stay calm. Yeah. Once, once we have uh, released the second parter next week, we can add a resource to yeah. our website under the listener resources that you can then print out. Um, and, yeah. and that way you will have something that you can read and look at and share with the family. So next week you're going to look for part two of this, and then you're going to look at our website, how preschool teachers do it.com under the listener resources. And there will be something there for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, folks. So we hope you'll stay tuned for part two. We hope you'll stay tuned and keep listening to us to find out what project are Cindy and Allison going to work on next as we think <laughs> about the direction this podcast We can always go. have something up our we sleeves. Do. We, <laughs> do. we do always have something always. up our sleeves. Yeah. Um, so stay with us. We so, so much appreciate you listening from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we will catch you next time on the podcast, folks. Bye, peeps. Bye, peeps. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.